Hello and welcome to The Insider. I'm Lisa Adams. Welcome to our viewers and our listeners on the radio and on our podcast. Today it's all about plans for an east side renaissance. And not just plans, the idea, the enthusiasm, and the property acquisition already going on to transform a big swath of the east side centered around Parade Street. And it's already, again, well underway. And they have some very big ideas and are in negotiations with businesses who already want to locate there. And that's probably all you'll hear from me because my three guests are going to be talking a lot. And they are the founders of Erie's Eastside Renaissance, the movers and shakers behind it all. And all three of them are a force. My guests, Bishop Dwayne Brock, Matt Harris, and Marcus Atkinson. Thanks, guys, for being here. Thank you for having Thank us. You. Thank you for having us. So let's start with the idea behind the plan for Eastside Renaissance. I know it focuses on Parade Street, which has sometimes been called Erie's first Main Street. So who really had the spark for this and, and why? I'm looking at you. <laughs> well, um, we've been uh, talking and sharing and um, negotiating and uh, disseminating vision about this for the last three years. It began as a conversation that we had with a very well-known gentleman within, a very well-known philanthropist within our community and we talked about some things that we wanted to do with the Erie Housing Authority, et cetera, et cetera, and about how the Parade Street has become a corridor into the marginalized of our community. And we talked about um, how building is going on, economic development is going on on the west side, but something happens when you hit Parade Street. It's almost like a tale of two cities. You hit a twilight zone. And so while we're having this interesting conversation and found out that uh, uh, my two partners, these great, impressive, young, dynamic men are having <laughs> literally the same conversation. And so we came together and devised this, this renaissance, which of course the word means the rebirth, a rebirth of Parade Street, and not just talk, but doing it and involving the entirety of the city of Erie um, to bring about economic development and people development mm -hmm. right there on Parade Street. Interesting, economic and people development. So uh, all three of you are well known to our community. Obviously, we know Bishop Brock a lot, but remind mm -hmm. our audience about the work that each of you is, is doing in your own circle here and, and why you think that makes the, the three of you uh, the guys with the right background to make this all happen. Well, I'll start with this, Matt, because the, the work that I've done in, in my past employment, and I was involved heavily on the Lower East Side. We actually set up shop on the East Side. We did a lot of volunteer work on the East Side. And one of the reasons that we did that at the time was for some of the same reasons that Bishop talked about just now. There's always been a need on the East Side of town. It's always been somewhat of the forgotten, if you will. And when you look at everything that's going on in downtown area on the Bayfront and different pockets throughout the city, we just felt like that this was an area that wasn't being introduced into all of this renaissance that was going on in Erie. And so handling it from one perspective made me feel that even more. And so upon leaving that past situation, I said to myself, I would like to take this to the next level with the East Side. As Bishop said, he was already having the conversation and Matt was having the conversation as he'll speak to and we just felt like now feels like a good time to come together and make this happen. And uh, you decline to say the name, but I think we know we're, we're talking about uh, Erie Insurance and, and Tom Hagen, who we have seen the transformation he's mm -hmm. made on West 6th Street. 
but also Erie Insurance has purchased a lot of buildings on East 6th Street that's part of their campus sure. heading over there toward Parade Street. So clearly they're a stakeholder that's in the neighborhood too that's interested Absolutely. in seeing this happen. Uh, so Matt, talk about your piece of it. What made you be thinking along the same lines as these guys? Yeah, it, it's uh, our body of work. Uh, my foundation as a uh, retired Pennsylvania State Trooper in developing the Care to Be Better program, once again about community and giving back to our youth. And that's where it resonates with me and the work of the program and the, the lives that, that we're helping to stay out of the juvenile justice system. And just with that footprint, uh, we wanted to do more. And so Marcus and I, to Bishop's point, uh, they're having silo conversations. Marcus and I started having conversations about going and taking a bigger swipe of this uh, with all of our uh, backgrounds and making a big uh, community uh, effort in regard to people first, programming and helping uh, marginalized community for years and once again to Bishop's point again getting it done we're doers we um, we stay focused we want to make things happen and we get involved with projects and, and developments that really happen and so that's that's the mindset of all of us coming together and making it happen so we got the kind of foundation here but just <clears throat> in short so who said hey the three of you ought to sit down and talk to each other how did that <laughs> conversation first happen uh, I know that we said to ourselves not knowing we Bishop is involved with so many different things. There was an assumption that this was on Bishop's mind somewhere. Right. But when Matt and I talked, it just made sense to, well, if we're gonna move forward with this and we wanna take it to the scale and scope that we envision, right. we need to sit down and talk to Bishop and see if this is something that he sees as well. And lo and behold, as he stated, I've had similar conversations and we decided to, let's make a covenant amongst ourselves yeah. and make this happen. All right, so we all have the background here. Now we've sort of certainly seen the transformation that you have done in the neighborhood around your church, so we know that this has been on your heart for some time. Of course, it does take capital uh, to make this happen, so you clearly have some deep-pocketed support helping you to purchase buildings on Parade Street to get the ball rolling, and we're going to talk about what you've acquired so far and what's happening when we come back. Stay with us. I'm Lisa Adams. Welcome back to The Insider. We are talking about the East Side Renaissance. It's focused on revitalizing the Parade Street area to really make it serve the East Side community again. My guests, again, the founders of Erie's East Side Renaissance, Bishop Dwayne Brock, Matt Harris, and Marcus Atkinson. So the property acquisition, I know, has started. How many properties are you up to? We were talking here the last time I walked around Parade Street with, with you, Matt. It was a dozen with a dozen more in the works? Yeah, you're accurate, Lisa. That is uh, 12 um, and another 12 and hopefully more than that down the road regarding our site control and um, taking a big swipe at the East Side Renaissance. Uh, once again, we know uh, it's a two-way two -way street regarding property acquisition and infrastructure rehabilitation. Programmatic also. Those two silos have to work together. But yes, to your, to your question about the properties, we're, we want to continue to gain site control and really take a big swipe at this and do it the right way. Okay, so some of these buildings are, are known to all of us, like East Erie Turners, others uh, kind of nondescript in the middle of the block uh, buildings, yet some with some very cool architecture that maybe has been overlooked Absolutely. for years. So we're going to just take a look here uh, from a news story I did. We put the drone up there, uh, and I did have a chance to see the cleanup underway. There's Turners. Um, is that under your control now? How, uh, how many of the ones that we're seeing here belong to you already? 
Yeah, it's kind of a hodgepodge there, but yeah, the Turners, we have an option under, on the Turners, of course, and then what you're looking at here is a 908 Parade, 910, 912 Parade. Uh, those are under our control, and you can see some of the, the demolition going on some of those properties, which is really exciting, and uh, it's getting the neighborhood and the community excited about actually seeing something happening there. Um, once again, going back to not just talking about the synthesis of the re Renaissance and bringing the corridor back to life, but actually seeing the work mm -hmm. and um, planning with the architect to come in and do his schematics and, and, and that thing to determine what the actual renovation costs look like. So it's really exciting. Wow, and this one was a mess, I can attest. <laughs> Absolutely. A little tough breathing. <laughs> and uh, just a quick note, Lisa, all of these gentlemen working on this forest with the clean out, they're all from the neighborhood. Yes. And so that was a part of our process of uh, making sure that the neighborhood feels like they're part of the plan. So we wanted to make sure they came from within. So the big question is, where is the capital coming from, uh, and how much have you spent so far, or how much has the East Side Renaissance spent so far? Well, we're, we're talking about a, a multi-million dollar investment, mm -hmm. and of course, um, different entities within the, the um, surrounding area of Erie, Pennsylvania. And I, I need to say this, Lisa, because it's not just the responsibility of one institution. Um, to invest in uh, what this thing is all about. But we need every institution, everyone who cares about the welfare of our city, wanting to see the marginalized or the least of these lifted within our city. We need everybody to come together and, and to make investments. And so we've come a mighty, mighty long way. Mm -hmm. um, this has been a banking desert, it's been a food desert. Uh, any other type of desert is right there on Parade Street. <laughs> we have some phenomenal announcements to make, but we just can't make it today. We, we made a promise, but if you can read in between the lines, <laughs> that there are, again, some phenomenal announcements to make about people making major investments in this area. So we're really excited about that. All right. Well, we have a sense of what kind of deserts that you think that you have there. So we will stay tuned on that. So. Uh, Marcus, when, when this is finished, do you have any number of what you think the total investment is going to be? And as Bishop said, uh, are you seeing other stakeholders jump in as they did with the EDDC and its equity fund? And is that the model that you're going to try to use here? That's not necessarily the model. There are some similarities between us and, the, and EDDC, but certainly there are a lot of differences as well. In terms of the final number, that's subjective. It's, it's interesting. If you look at the overall scope of what we're attempting to do over the next roughly 20 years, this is just phase one, it's a large number, it's almost intimidating. When you break that down, and you asked earlier how much has been spent, we spent over, a little over $2 million to date. When that begins to continue to grow and escalate, I mean, you're looking at anywhere from a 20 to $40 million development in just the first few phases. There's a lot of work to be done. The footage that you showed underscores the condition of the buildings that exist in that area. And, and understand this, many of these buildings that are in the condition that you've seen are inhabited. And so it's very interesting that no one pushed against that, but that's a whole other show. So these buildings have been dilapidated, misused, and everything else for years. And so the, the renovation of these buildings will look a lot different than EDDC and other areas. So the number will be quite daunting to put it all in a nutshell. Uh, I have to say, in the middle of all of this that's kind of gone downhill, there are some success stories on Parade Street, like Krause's, for Absolutely. example. So um, 
how do you get uh, them involved in what you're doing? Because you know they've been there right along. Yeah, the Krauses and the Dennys of the uh, the corridor have been fixtures there, like missions for forever, and we're continuing that. So we're involving them in regard to some advisory uh, capacity with our administration and our board, and um, just letting them know and keeping them updated. They're excited because obviously a renovation like this is going to help increase their business and see the need and bring more attention to the Parade Street Corridor. Um, so they're, they're an important part and we, we keep in contact with them and um, we, we know there's other community leaders and community um, organizations in that area that we make sure that we outreach to them and making sure that everyone's aware of what's happening. So you recently took area lawmakers uh, on a tour of kind of the same things that, that I saw there. What, what was the feedback that you got and are they able to help with additional funding resources. Silence. <laughs> well, yes, we met with the area um, lawmakers and they were astounded over the progress that we had made, astounded over just um, uh, us three coming together and to making something significant and phenomenal happen within the city of Erie and especially concentrating right there on the Parade Street. So we made a pledge to them that we're going to constantly um, keep them involved and um, make ourselves accountable to them and others who are making political investments, financial investments, moral investments. I'll be meeting with uh, Bishop Persico and Bishop Rowe, and they want to come. They want to be involved. They want to see what was going on on the Parade Street. City Council wants to come in and um, uh, take a tour of the Parade Street uh, corridor. So. It's catching fire in a very positive way, and so we want to, um, to just make this thing happen. Okay, last quick question um, for this segment. Uh, we know there's been a lot of ARP funds coming in to help uh, with recovery, but this is a different kind of thing. So any ARP funding uh, going toward anything you're doing here, or is that not really in your... No, let, let me speak to that because I think this is, this is very important. Because at this point, we have received no ARP funding whatsoever. And um, we are in uh, talks with the administration, negotiations with the administration and whatnot, because again, um, this is making an investment in the welfare of our community, of our city. As Mark has so adequately stated that we're talking about a 20-year investment. And not just in investing in the uh, bricks and sticks and mortar, but we're talking about investing in, the, in people's lives where people will become bankable and people um, will be able to take a part of the American dream. And we, we're looking at the, the de-escalation of crime and of violence in, in this area and all over the city of Erie. So the East Side Renaissance is a very comprehensive a network, a very comprehensive plan, complex plan, a doable plan of coming together and raising up the marginalized of our city. All right, so you talked a little bit about buy-in. I want to know more about that, if there is buy-in from people who live in the area, how you're involving them in the vision of it all. We'll talk about that when we come back. Welcome back again to The Insider. I'm Lisa Adams. We are talking about the East Side Renaissance with founders Dwayne Brock, Matt Harris, and Marcus Atkinson. 
So is there community buy-in from the people who live in the area? I mean, I saw some of them walking around the sidewalk there when you were pulling out the junk when I was o over there. So what do people who live right there think? Yeah, there's definitely community buy-in. Uh, as Marcus mentioned earlier, a lot of the, in the segment that you saw there with the, um, the workers, those uh, workers live in the area. Um, people walking down the street are stopping asking questions. Uh, are you guys going to come into my neighborhood? Are you going to be uh, doing some things to the homes? Are you going back into the German Street and Holland Street area? Uh, once again, talking about the Krauses and the Denny's of the world, the fixtures in that area. Um, people driving by over the last uh, couple months seeing the work being done, stopping and asking questions. Uh, there's a church next to the, some of the properties we're developing. He's excited to come in and see that the work that he's done is not going to go wasted um, with properties that are just sitting there underdeveloped and not utilized and not getting back on the tax roll. So there, to your point, there is a lot of community buy-in. We expect more when we have these announcements coming out, um, but it's really exciting to hear the buzz about what's happening now, Lisa. So I know being in the news business for years, there were plans to try to get a grocery store in that area to deal with the food desert that you uh, mentioned. Why, when this problem was identified so many decades ago, has it taken so long to get some energy here? Politics. Um, and you know, it, it's just, it's, it's sad yep. um, that it's happened in um, Erie, Pennsylvania, but the results, we see a dilapidation of a community, but not only that, a dilapidation of hope and expectations for people that, uh, and because of that dilapidation of hope and expectations, people settle for mm -hmm. less than, and they settle for second best. So uh, Marcus has devised a plan and Matt has devised a plan and we have a collective plan to raise the expectations and the hope of individuals to get them right there in, in, into banking, to get them right there in, in to, to fulfill the food desert. It will be a food desert no longer. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm telling too much right now. But again, there are plans to solidify. This is not just talk but to solidify the vision that we've been talking about. So are these the things that community members are telling you they need the most or you can see they need it the most? I know this is also a big immigrant settlement area mm -hmm. too. So are there people who really need services that should be in walking distance for them? Absolutely, but think about it, Lisa. I know, it, again, you know, I was a part of the Count Me In survey when they had that here not too long ago. and. At that time, we went door to door. The mayor's administration was involved with that, UPMC, Hammond, Hammond Health Foundation. It was a consortium of individuals, and a lot of these questions were asked on that very same survey. The people have been surveyed ad nauseum. The people haven't been served. That's what the problem is. And so what, what's needed, what's been identified, has been identified time and time and time again. You talked about buying earlier real quick. We had a meeting of minority contractors at the Eagle's Nest. And we just sort of cast vision to them and we wanted them to understand that we wanted them to be a part of this plan going forward. To date, one of those contractors has been contracted to work on one of our properties. He's there right now. And so in terms of hope, we've offered a very tangible hope to people from the time we've launched this, as opposed to just surveying people for the sake of surveying people. So last quick question here. Are you modeling this after anything that's going on in other communities? I know like in Lawrenceville in Pittsburgh, that doesn't just serve the community around there. That's kind of lifted that old neighborhood, but people come in because there's cool restaurants and things like that there. Do you think you envision something like that where people from other parts of Erie will come in or are you just really at the basic level of trying to provide needs? I'm gonna just speak to providing needs. I know there's other models around, like you mentioned Pittsburgh and 
uh, our realtor at Rockmere Properties have shown us other developments in different uh, cities around Pennsylvania. Um, but I'm focused more on the need, and I think we as a group can, can talk to, we're focused on the need of what's happening on the east side and our hometown and caring about it and actually doing something about it. The uh, medical need, the, the food desert, the banking desert, all those different restaurants, all those things I see personally what's needed more here. All right, so we're gonna look next at what's next for the Eastside Renaissance Project. I think you're already alluding to the fact that you're in talks with businesses who want to move in, but it is a long view. More on that when we come back. So it's been all about the East Side Renaissance today, and you do need businesses who want to come in, who see what you're doing. Are those conversations already underway? Yes, they are. Um, Bishop and Marcus, please chime in. Um, we've actually reached out to, I think, at least six businesses. Um, several of those are minority businesses that are excited about, once again, the East Side Renaissance and what, it, uh, what our mission and vision are. And they're looking at um, changing locations from their current and coming over to the East Side Renaissance on Parade Street. But do you think it takes one big announcement, one big commitment for the others to want to come? Absolutely. Um, in fact, we are prepared uh, really to make a couple big announcements. And we're just waiting on the solidification of some things. But we have the commitment already for uh, uh, two major uh, corporate leaders, uh, businesses coming into the Parade Street. And we're really excited about that. So you've been in kind of a quiet phase as you were acquiring the properties, but are we moving out of the quiet phase? We're going to start to see some action here? Well, you've already started to see action, the footage that you've taken on Parade Street. Uh, we've got an executive director that we hired, Tim Shannon, and he's handling the day-to-day -day for that right now. And as I said, we've got contractors already working. We've got an architect going into multiple properties. And so the action has already begun. Our office is officially at 1108 Parade Street. And so when you ride by, as you've shown in your footage, Eastside Renaissance. And so this thing is happening. And we want people to see that so that they understand that when we talk about bringing hope to their neighborhood and to their lives, that it's something that we're serious about. And what's going on today then is just really starting to rehab some of these properties, clean them up, get them ready for development? Absolutely. Yeah, it's a process. Architect, general contractors, get, devising a plan for commercial use, uh, uh, residential, affordable residential, office use, and um, of the like. And so that's the plan right now. So we're down to just the last minute here. You did say it takes a lot of investment here. Is that big or small investment? If people want to get involved, is there anything they can do? Absolutely. Uh, come by the Eagles, and that happens to be our headquarters at this point until our office building is completed. But there's room for everybody, not just corporate area, but individuals. If they want to get involved, um, they can come by the Eagles Nest and, and give us their name and, and what they can do. As Marcus stated, that we met with minority contractors. We're going to do that again. There's a gentleman that sent me $3 in the mail just to help. Hmm. So, and I mean, that was, it may seem small, but that's something that was very, very huge, demonstrating where his heart is. And so come on by the Eagles Nest and um, we'll get you All right, ready well, to help. One word answer here, we're just about out of time, but these big announcements that Bishop is alluding to, how soon are we gonna see those? Within a month. Within a month. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. As always, thank you for joining us on The Insider. If you have an idea for us to explore, just email me at aladams at erienewsnow.com and join us again next time for The Insider.